Now it's time to remember some years. 1994. We need theme music for this. Do we? Yeah, we need theme music for Let's Remember Some Years. All right, I'll think about that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> or an intro thing, like the Don't Burn Yourself. <laughs> it's just me saying Let's Remember Some Years. What about, is voice. there a Casey Kasem voice? <laughs> let's Remember Some Years. No, no, that's... <laughs> You're gonna, have gonna, to, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work on it. We're gonna workshop that. Yeah, yeah. So what you do is you play that, and then you just say 1994. <laughs> after, uh, so 1994, the year the Sonics won the Pacific Division with 63 games wins, and then lost in the first round of the playoffs. That wasn't a great memory from 1994. I hated basketball for like so many months after that because of that. I literally did not pick up a basketball the entire. This summer. was the Nuggets season. Yeah. Wow, 94 was bleak sports-wise. It was. I told you this earlier that 94 was rough. I was We were talking about 95, and I was like, yeah, 94 was like the in-between that was not nearly as good as 93 or 95. There was the strike. Yeah, that's what I was... To me, 94 is all about the baseball strike. Yeah. Because when, when you were a kid, and somehow... When you were a kid in Seattle, I feel like most kids paid attention to the Mariners... Like, they were an exciting team to pay attention well, to. Also, it was the summer. There was literally nothing else going on. Your options were watching Growing Pains or paying attention to the Mariners or the Braves, right? Like, yes. so much of our summer was defined by sitting and watching baseball. And then it was just, what, the strike started in early August? August 12th, I believe. And then it was just ripped out of your hands, right? Right before there was about to be the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so that, and then the premature exit for the Sonics from the playoffs... And also, even before that, the Mariners weren't playing at home because you had the ceiling tiles falling from the roof wow. earlier that summer and then playing, I believe, 20-some-odd uh, games in a row on the road before the was strike. like the bad times before the good times in the Mariners documentary. It really was. <laughs> I mean, it was like the news story with the ceiling tiles falling and you being like, wow, that place was a shithole. Shit if you watch the 94 documentary or the, the 95 documentary, I should say, on MLB Network, like that's how they set yeah. it up. Yeah, with... they're like, 1994 sucked. Okay, so the Mariners' last home game was July 18th versus Baltimore. And then they played, they played exactly 20 games on the road in a row and unclear when they would have been able to they wouldn't have been able to play at home because the Seahawks played started their season at Husky Stadium that year really due to the and the then the strike the happened tiles. man that was we, we still but here's the crazy baseball thing. fans after this I know <laughs> uh the Mariners so at one point during this they, they dropped to 40 and 62 after losing at Chicago and then they won nine of their last 10 games on the road before the strike. Wow. They were surging in the AL West where they were only two games back at 49 and 63 because it was the first year that they went to the three-division format. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad they were. Yeah, they seem better than they were retroactively because they were, you know, around 593 and then made the playoffs. How were they 40 and 62 with that roster? Right, because Griffey was healthy the whole time also. Yes, and was on pace to set the record for home runs. Oh, my God. I mean, he had 40 home runs that season. Uh, the pitching, I assume, was really awful in 94. Wow. It was just it was Randy Johnson and not a whole lot else. Uh, yes, of their starting pitchers, their ERAs, Randy Johnson, 3.19. 
Chris Bazio, 4.32. Dave Fleming, 6.46. Greg Hibbard was a major free agent disappointment, 6.69. Roger Salkeld, 7.17. Jim Converse, (laughs) 8.69. So, yeah, the the pitching was rough, suffice it to say. Also, they were starting a 19-year-old Alex Rodriguez at shortstop. But that's, I mean, kind of thrilling also. It was an exciting part of that season. It was that brief moment that we had of Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. I mean, it was incredibly heartbreaking for me because he was called up to replace Rich Everall during his short lives to get in the minors. And so the, were the Huskies bad also? This was like kind of... Uh, they weren't bad. But the wheels were starting to fall off the well, they were, Huskies. They were still, uh they were still on probation at this point. That was their second year of probation, so they couldn't play in a bowl game. I think this actually may have been the year they tied to win the Pac-10. Nah, no, I guess that wasn't that. Uh, they went 7-4 and four that year. And couldn't go to a bowl game. Correct. Wow, 1994 was bleak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it as being a good year <laughs> before you mentioning all of these things. So we have pretty much... The it was w- also like I started middle school, and middle school compared to elementary oh, school, that yeah, was a there, big bummer. No comparison. Wow, you started middle school in 1994? Yeah, very old. You are old. Would you like to give up my exact birthday? I mean, I already did. So. I'm sure people could do the math. If we figure out what <laughs> day can. it was a good day's base off of, people could definitely figure out what day the Lakers played in Portland. <laughs> that, one, that one is not too big. You're like, Kobe Bryant's fire or whatever. You said the year and the, that the Lakers were playing in Portland. I didn't say what year I turned. Though. You got you to figure that out for sure. Oh, Huskies God. were ranked most You just of the... said how when you started middle school. Huskies were ranked most you of that season. numerous grades. They did start five and one before losing three of their last five games, including the Apple Cup. Oh, that was also... No, I guess that wasn't that year. Uh, that, no, that was the year, the Kenny, uh, the Kenny Wheaton interception. Wow. Huskies lost 31-21 at Oregon, a game they were driving for the go-ahead Man, touchdown. I'm going to need more of this Paisano <laughs> yeah, after clearly hearing about 1994. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have any strong memories of the Seahawks in 94. They, they surely played some games. It was before we were really paying attention to the Seahawks. Like, we'll talk about the Seahawks as we get to the later 90s. They went 6-10 and 10 that season. So, that was the last year of the Tom Flores era. When did they draft Sam Adams, 96? Uh, no, he was drafted in 94. He was oh. drafted the same day the Sonics won the Pacific Division. Really? Yeah. And now his son is going to play for UW. So. That's correct. Again, we're very old. Think about it. <laughs> uh to me, I feel like it was a great year. I remember that summer. Do you know what came out that summer? I was getting that is a high point, yes. Regulators. No, that wasn't what I was going for. I was going for Griffey Baseball came out in 94. Because oh. we talked about it last week because it was based on the 93 season, but it came out in April 94. And guess when we were playing a lot of Griffey Baseball? <laughs> it's the summer of 94. And there was a strike. <laughs> I think Tecmo Baseball It was a clear mail. black night. It was a clear white moon. This was like defining song of our childhood. For sure. I'm not disputing We've got that. that, and I think California Love is the next year. Yes. And it's like, that's it. That's our childhood. <laughs> Going into John Roddy's bedroom with him having the Warren G CD, it was like, this is important. <laughs> you know, Dan, the seminal record of our lifetimes. Dan Wiki had a tweet the other week about, like, he, he makes these jokes about, you know, uh, obscure song artist like Warren G uh-huh. as opposed to saying 
you know, regulators, uh-huh. Warren G. Uh, and I was, I was, he went with something pretty obscure that even I didn't know because I know some deep cuts off that Warren G uh-huh. album. I'm, I still stand for this DJ. Oh, this DJ be Warren G is excellent. <laughs> uh, it also, I felt like this was the year that it was like, okay to listen to rock music. We would sit in our grandparents. <clears throat> smoking me out is what he went with. Smoking me out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Sitting in our grandparents' second bedroom or whatever, where they had that little tiny TV. Correct. The tiny TV and the organ that didn't really work, but sometimes you could plug it in and it would work. And watching. But you weren't supposed to play it. Yeah, <laughs> you'd get in trouble if you played it. Yes. And <laughs> it's very much like a sitcom element. <laughs> but watching MTV all day and seeing the videos for Basket Case and Black Hole Sun and being like, oh, this music's okay. But I care. Regulators is important, but it's okay to, to see Basket Case and Black Hole Sun. Correct. Being like, I'm a little bit into this, but can't really fully admit it yet because I'm nine years old. What about No Rain? Was that too early for that? Or I Can't Stand the Rain? Oh, Blind Melon. Yeah. Thinking. That was like 92. Okay. Classics, classic video, though. Uh, have you pulled up on... What was it? Goldenageofhiphop.com? Well, hip-hop golden age. Yeah, that was 92. There we go. I nailed, nailed Blind Melon. Okay. So the other thing that I want to mention was, I, and correct me if I have the year wrong for this, because I think we forgot something in 93. What's that? And that was Shaq Diesel. Oh, yeah. Just how important Shaq was for our childhoods. I remember one time, not to, we're reminiscing about the year before the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminiscing about when we were talking about 93 last week. Oh, man. Those are good times. <laughs> Remember when 2020 when we used to sit around and reminisce about 93? Great. Uh, I remember one time falling asleep. in. I was We were driving home, or we'd driven home from Michael Roddy's house, and at least I had spent the night there and fell asleep in the car on the drive home, which is a thing you do when you're a child. Correct. And then you all just left me in the car. In the Dodge Dynasty, one of Jan's mini Dodge Dynasties. Stand by the decision. And then I remember waking up, and I think you came out to tell me, you were like, Shaq broke another backboard. (laughs) Well, I was thinking about that the other day, because it was, I think, the 30th anniversary of Jerome Lane at Pittsburgh with the Senator Jerome (laughs) dunk that broke the backboard then. And I was thinking, like, you know... Humans, we may be going backwards in a lot of areas, but we've gotten way better at making backboards that you can't break. Have we, though? Have we? Is this an upgrade? Because breaking backboards was awesome! It was, but kind of dangerous when a bunch of glass flew everywhere. Still, it was worth it. So, yeah, I have a distinct memory. A jacket, I don't think he broke the backboard. He just, like, actually collapsed the entire basket by dunking, is my recollection. Chris, Chris Morris. Chris shit. Morris yeah, shattered, shattered the backboard. Yeah, that was a TNT yeah. game. I remember watching that one. But this was, like, Sunday, like, NBA on NBC, right? I don't remember what day it was. Okay, yeah, we're all familiar with John Tesh. Now the theme song for college basketball on Fox Sports 1. I like it on Fox Sports 1. It's not made for college. isn't the same. You know what I mean? Like, when you hear that music, you're like, I'm watching an important game. Exactly. Because there's only one game each week on television. I mean, not that there's actually more It better be good, because this is the only basketball I'm going to see for the week. Uh, but then you watch Pac-12 and it's like Washington versus Oregon State, 63 to 57, and every player's going to foul out. Look, we're going to get to why do we even watch college basketball. That is like, coming. This, this isn't fair to give the, put this song with these games. 
You know what I mean? Elijah yeah, Harding do. doesn't deserve John they, they, Tesh. Yeah. He doesn't deserve round ball rock. But 1994 is the first NBA draft that I remember. Let me see if I have this right. This was the Chris Webber draft, right? No, 93. was. 90, okay, so this was the year that Shaq was drafted in 92. Yeah. C-Webb was drafted in 93. Penny was drafted in 93. That's what I'm going to yeah, say. Okay. 1994, what 1994 is about was Penny Hardaway. I feel like 95 is more the year of Penny Hardaway. When, but is, yeah, his... when is Lil Penny? <sighs> Somewhere in there. I was thinking about if I ever did a TV show and somebody was having like like a fever dream with things going over their head passing through, one of them would have to be Lil Penny. An excellent choice. <laughs> the, the joke one would be Lil Penny. Lil Penny redirects me to Chris Rock, which I guess makes sense. But I want a specific Lil Penny page. Uh, it started in 1994, yes. I mean, that is like, th- this is culture. <laughs> <laughs> Culture has never been better than Regulate and Lil Penny. That was all we needed. So hanging with Mr. Cooper then. <laughs> uh, when I, when I think, Coop I feel, I played for the Warriors, was that that was 93? I want to say 93. Okay. I think it was... Could even have been 92. It could have been Charles Barkley's first year with the... the no, song. no, no. C-Webb was... Oh, it's C-Webb. C-Webb was in it. Okay, then it was definitely... As a 90, rookie on the Warriors. 93. Yeah. May have aired in 94. Oh, this is great stuff. Oh, man. 1994. Uh, so the other thing that, and we're going to talk about this a lot more in 96. Uh, Dream Team Part 2. I think you may be wrong about this. According to the Wikipedia page, it was the first season of of uh, of Hanging with Mr. Cooper, which was 92-93. It's the first season he had the NBA? Yeah. Wow. It went right to it. They really got got into the content. That was a great story arc. Um, <laughs> but why isn't Mark Curry more prominent courtside at Warriors games? Like, feels like he should be a famous Warriors fan, doesn't it? I don't think he's a famous anything. <laughs> I mean, you have to be famous to be a famous Warriors fan. I'm, look, I might get get some angry tweets about this, but is E40 putting on a lot of relevant oh material? Oh my in god, you're comparing Mark Curry and Forty Water? Him. It is not comparable. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying. I feel like feel like Mark Curry is heavy in the bay. For sure he is. That's like being like a Sir Mix-a-Lot famous. E40 is 100 times more famous than Sir Mix-a-Lot is in Seattle for the city of Oakland. Fine, that's fair. You're just this is all wrong. I just let's not remember. Let's not forget Mark Curry. That's okay? like saying John Curley should be more more prominent at Sonics <laughs> games. You know, John Curley occasionally goes down to plays his skips. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, good friend. Uh, wait, I had one more thought. Oh, the dream team part two, Sean, Sean Kemp on oh, a dream team. Yeah. Right. That's true. Because we had the original dream team, but this was our dream team. You know what I mean? That was one, one for them. That was, that was for the old people, the dream team. And you know who hated the 94 dream team? Who was that? Everyone older old than age, age 18. Probably. This was our dream team. <laughs> Can you name uh, every single member of dream team two? No, I definitely can't. Can you try to name every single member of Dream Team 2? Because we're pulling it up right now. Okay, so Sean Kemp was on that You're going to have to wait. It's going to take me a second. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to fill time here. (laughs) Oh, my God. How many wrong guesses do I get here? Is this the full roster? I mean, I can pull this up much more quickly than you I think I've got the full roster here per Wikipedia. Okay. Sean Kemp was on that team. Yes. Isaiah Thomas? 
I'm seeing that as a no. <laughs> was he? Oh, maybe he was supposed to be on the team, but then he tore his Achilles. Uh, was Dominique Wilkins on that team? Dominique was on that team. Maybe a Celtic at the time? Uh, I think a Clipper. I think or he just signed with the Celtics over that offseason. Larry Johnson? Absolutely, LJ was on that team. Uh, Shaq? Shaq not on that team? No, Shaq, of course. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> really, I'm like not that fond of most of these players in, in hindsight, looking at it. Was C-Web on that team? Nope. Too many big men. Hmm. Latrell Sprewell? Well, this is bad content. So let me tell you who okay. was on that team. Yeah. We've got Derek Coleman, Joe Dumars, Mayor of Sacramento, Kevin Johnson, an enemy of the city of Seattle somehow. We have LJ Grandmama, as you mentioned. The Rain Man. Dan Marley. Thunder Dan, okay. Reggie Miller. Mm. Zoe. I should have gotten Zoe. Shaq. Mark Price. <laughs> this is one for us. <laughs> Steve Smith and Dominique Wilkins, as coached by... Lenny Wilkins. Don Nelson. <laughs> uh, Lenny Wilkins coached the 96 team. Do you know anything about basketball? <laughs> I can't keep, keep my... <laughs> You're like, well, Larry Nance was on the team for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep my 992 Pretty sure change. Anthony Mason was on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have to we have to finish, wrap up the segment since we still have teriyaki. <laughs> okay, and, okay. And well, we'll wrap quarter. up the segment as we always do with "Let's Remember Some Years" by "Let's Remember Some Songs." Revisiting from our good friends at HipHopGoldenAge.com, uh, the top forty hip hop songs of 1994. We'll go through the top five. Number one, I swear this track was released in 1993, but from maybe the greatest rap album ever made, Illmatic. New York State of Mind. Okay. Common with I Used to Love Her. That's a still that's an interesting Oh my choice. God, Juicy came out in 1994? Yes. Oh man. And this was not number one. Literally the greatest rap song that has ever been recorded. Sorry, Nas. Mass Appeal by Gangstar. And what's coming in at number five? Is, well, regulate hasn't been mentioned. Out up, ah, <laughs> there yeah, we go. Okay. Too, but regulate, I mean, juicy is a great song, but regulate's a better song than juicy, right? This could divide the podcast if we go go too far down this road. I'm taking regulate though. <laughs> Over juicy, it's literally the greatest song ever recorded. Nobody has ever rapped better than Biggie on that song. <sighs> We'll, we'll leave that to the listener. Yeah, well, we'll see you in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs>